0: This is part one of a three-part podcast. Hey, this is T Blankenship. Have you seen the new video of Wheaton Labs? It is permaculture awesomeness with all
1: new and improved things, like more rocket mass heaters, easy-baked coffin, Willy Wonka rocket cooktop 2.0, and the truly passive greenhouse. To see more, go to permies.com slash
0: tour. Again, that is permies.com slash tour. All right. Uh I've got uh three of my Patreon peeps on the phone right now with the Zoomy Zoom call. And uh and today's topic is gonna be what if I received five hundred thousand dollars? And it's got some stipulations, but we're gonna get into that in here in a moment. Um I, I just want to say we got a Kickstarter going now. I hope, I hope all three of you that are in on this call have backed the Kickstarter. Yep. Cool. Yep. I, Absolutely. And, oh, good. Oh, good. Um, I, I, uh, I started to try something a little bit different with this Kickstarter and I'm not sure how well it's working, but I've, I've got a, uh, we've got that secret inner circle forum and I'm thinking like, let's, Rather, rather than me just going through the, the motions and the paces and doing the Kickstarter things, let me try to see if I can have it be a more interactive thing, a more eventful thing, a more like let's let's more of a party, more of a of a gathering, more of an interactive. I don't know what, and so I'm trying. Uh, uh, so far, it seems like I'm getting a lot of people very active. In that process, but it doesn't seem to be helping the Kickstarter at all. <laughs> and so it's like, well, maybe that's a dumb idea. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Uh, but last year I had two people that were very generous to me and, um, I feel like I did not spend the money as well as I could have. Um, and, uh, there were one person was somebody who was, um, dying and then died. And then another person was somebody who just wanted to see all my stuff move forward. And both of them told me very clearly no strings attached, therefore I can do no wrong. And um to the guy that had died, of course, you know, no accountability, but I did do a bunch of stuff in his name. Um in fact I, I feel like it's cool to use his name now. Uh he likes to be called Vention. Um, and uh uh I told him just before he died that we're gonna name one of our buildings after him, and, um, uh, so Bartell's bunkhouse, because his name is Warren Bartell, and, uh, so Bartell's bunkhouse is named after him, um, and, uh, and then there's, uh, another guy, um, and to that guy, I, I interacted with him on the phone or over Zoom a lot more, and, um, I, I don't know. I really, I really value what he has to say. And although he wanted me to do some things, which is like, I couldn't seem to engage really. I, I really tried, but, uh, somehow it was a little oil and water to me. Uh, but, but setting that aside, um, after having some conversations with the second guy, um, I, I kind of, there was one thing that he said that I kind of felt like, yes, that's, that is, that is definitely very important. But, um, so, so here's what I'm doing. Here's, here's the mental exercise for the moment. What if I received $500,000 and there were two stipulations? One, it must affect positive global change and two it must be something that results in getting $500,000 back so it ends up as a perpetual motion machine all right now so far any questions I have a question Yes, I mean, when you say
1: it must affect positive global change, would like increasing visitorship to your property fall under that category because you're exposing more brains to permaculture?
0: I, I think maybe, but I don't. I I think that the like like let's say I did a bunch of stuff to get more people to come out to my property, and so I ended up with. 200 more people per year. So, um somehow but the, but part of it is is like okay, did I you know, I don't know, 200 more people, yeah, 200 more people per year. That's a lot of people. And then so there were a certain number of dollars that would be spent to entice those people to be here. And it would need that perpetual motion machine. So somehow they spent money being here or something happened because they were here. And then that led to more and more and more. Now, um, I, a, I mean, there would have to basically be a business model of some kind. And that was, that was the thing that the, that the second guy, and I call him the benefactor. So I've always kept his anonymity intact. And when talking with others about like, okay, I got this money and I need to spend it wisely. Where did the money come from? Well, it came from the benefactor. And, uh, I kind of, I, I really like that. I, I don't know if he likes it or not, <laughs> but, uh, uh, and, but this, so, so yes, the answer is sure, if it could be a part of a self-perpetuating machine. And I kind of feel like I'm going to, I've got some notes about today's podcast and I have, and I want to get to that in a moment. But um, anybody else have any questions at this point? No.
2: Okay. I have a question. Katie. Yes. How soon does it have to bring back the money? Like how, how long could you have before it would turn a profit or not exactly a profit, but if you invested money into a situation, how long do you feel like would be appropriate before it was running, um, firmly in the green? I, I would say
0: annual or faster. And and now you got to keep in mind that this is just me doing this. I mean, the, the 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 both people that that gave me money last year are happy, and um and I must confess that in both cases it made me much bolder in what I would attempt to do. And there were things that I tried, and there were things that I tried that worked. Um. And there were things that I tried that did nothing at all. It was a waste of money um, and so uh i i've there were lessons learned and i want and I kind of feel like i wanna be i wanna be better but i mean here's here's the core. Of even recording a podcast about this. We all think that if we were, to, if somebody were to hand us a half a million dollars, we know exactly what we would spend it on and it would be glorious and we would be awesome at it. And it's like at the core of it, it's like, oh, all you gotta do is hire a guy. He's going to do this thing and, uh, and then you'll be set. And it's kind of like, um, right? Wouldn't you say hire somebody? It kind of all breaks down there. It's like, it's like if you're going to spend $50,000 a year on a person, first you're going to find out that 50,000 isn't enough for what you want a person to do. You got to, but it, but then at the same time, you need 20 times more because you end up having to hire 20 people in order to find the one. And so, and I mean, like granted, we could all talk about how true or false that is to the ends of time but um i think that this is this is the bottom line like you got to hire 20 people to have one person who can do the job that you thought a person would be able to do when you started off with the idea of hiring one and so um and part of it is is like you get you you'll get several people that are great but then you know the others need to to transition their life into a new space for some reason you know like oh i thought everything was good oh it was good and then i decided to go to timbuktu you know or it was good but then i decided to pa 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 you know and it's like and there they go and so there's so many stories and i'm sure we have all worked for businesses where we would see people come and go for many reasons. Tell me how true or false that statement is. I'm saying you hire 20 to get the one.
1: 100% true.
0: Okay. Katie? Yeah, true. Absolutely true. Cindy? Maybe I should have asked at the beginning to, to say like, Cindy, do you want to be in on this? <laughs> you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna talk? Maybe Cindy's like, I don't want my voice to in the podcast! So, which by the way, when we started this podcast or before we started recording and Jay arrived and Jay says, he's listened to all of my podcasts. and There's like over 600 of them. And so... Um wow, that is just profound. and and so uh jay, which one is your favorite podcast like what's the what's the best podcast? do you have a favorite maybe don't
1: oh man i've enjoyed the uh i've definitely enjoyed the ones that you've done about community event i mean just in general the 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 podcasts that you've done about your your growth process uh building community and developing your pro- your property those have, have all been phenomenal.
0: Have you looked at that permaculture thorns ebook? I have not. Okay. All right. I kinda wonder maybe we should take permaculture thorns and kind of take a chapter and pop it into a podcast here and there. Yes, please. Okay. That's called an audio book. That'd be great. <laughs> we We had we had somebody here that was uh has listened to all the podcasts and uh Oh, can I remember what he said was the, the most important? There was, it was a, some kind of bumper sticker thing that I said. Oh, he says, he says every day he thinks about this thing that I said, obligation is poison. Mm -hmm. Like, like every day that's a cornerstone of, of how he goes about, I don't know, what he does. And, uh, um, I was, I was kind of thinking that, uh, um, I mean, we're talking about making a new deck of permaculture playing cards, but, um, I was kind of thinking like maybe we should make a third deck of permaculture playing cards. That's like, I don't know, silly bumper stickers like that. Um, I'm not sure what exactly to call it, but Katie, have you listened to all of my podcasts?
2: Almost all. I don't Almost. know if you count the ones during the baby years where my brain melted and I don't remember anything. do you
0: have a favorite podcast
2: gosh i don't think i could favorite, but but i do love a lot of them um and also this is this podcast was my main introduction to permaculture so i changed a lot during the time that i watched it i should watched it listen to it i should probably go back to the beginning and see how i feel about them now that i've heard the like now that i have changed how how Will it sound to me differently? I do of course love when you go through the big black book um but but so many things have been really eye opening and so i I don't think I can take a favorite
0: all right um i um i I enjoy recording them um and I, as long as I think that there's only twelve people listening, then I seem to enjoy it a little bit more. I'm glad when I put a thing out to the Patreon people that we get some people that come out and want to record with me. That, that is very helpful. I was for a moment there, I was thinking like, oh, nobody's going to show up. And then poof, all three of you showed up. So, <laughs> uh, let's move on with the, the topic of the day. All right. <sighs> what if I received $500,000? How would I Spend it wisely. And it's like, it's, it eats me up still that I, that when I went to spend it, I took, I took risks. I did things that norm, wouldn't normally do. And a lot of them were face plants, but some of them, you know, helped and they, they really made a, a, a positive difference. Um, and so, uh, but, but here's, First of all, let me do this before I taint your minds, before I poison your minds with 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 my list, with the things I've written down for today. I wonder if any of you have just a wild-ass guess at how the money might possibly be spent. And so, Jay, what's? Do you have an idea in this space?
1: Yeah, definitely. I've been thinking about this a lot actually since you put out the email. I mean, that was where my question was coming from about, um, increasing people visiting your property. And so my idea on this was based on like your half-assed holidays have been very successful for people on the property really like that. Right. Right. And, and your, and your events have been successful in bringing people out. And so my thought was, is could you create, Something that was run by the ants or Deep Roots where they would get money to put on to, to host events for you that would drive more people coming to the property and paying to come to the property. And so it would be a win-win-win in that it would pay for itself and generate revenue and generate revenue for people that were already on the property and increase people coming out and being exposed to whatever it was. So whatever they're passionate about that would fit with permaculture – teaching something or holding classes or kind of taking the idea that you have right now with your courses but making like smaller versions of that like hey we're going to do a two day thing here and we're just going to be doing this build and it's going to be run by this person and so you can come out and this is how much it costs and you know like little mini bits so that people that don't have the desire to invest in something so big couldn't come out for a couple days still enjoy the environment still get their brains infected and just generate revenue that way.
0: I I agree with your analysis. In fact, when I get to the very bottom of my whole list, um I I I feel like that would be a major component. So exactly what you're suggesting. And um there's a guy here. We have what we call the Evelyn program, and I think I've mentioned this in podcasts. In fact, I I when I bought this property, I thought that within a few days, we would have 20 or 30 people living here year round, all pod people. Like I just imagine that that's what was going to happen. And, uh, and things have not turned out that way at all. Um, and it's kind of like, uh, but so we have the Evelyn program and the Evelyn program is basically like, we encourage an individual to live here and uh, set up events, rent out our structures, and, um you know, for their event, they can basically keep all the money from their event. And when they rent out the structures, they keep half of that. And so, um and, uh, uh, then of course you know in order to set up an event you need to have it populated it needs to how do you let people know about the event and i'm kind of like well i'll let you use my resources for free but uh a lot of people come and they want to do it and they're like oh we'll we'll set up this event where it'll be fifty dollars for the weekend and it's like okay well you probably need you're probably marketing to people pretty much in missoula um and uh so you probably need to set up some Missoula networking, maybe, you know, pay for some advertising in Missoula or something like that. And then the people that have, uh, come here for the Evelyn program, generally it's like, um, I'm not really a marketing person. And so, but exactly what you said, they could, they could at the same time, it's kind of like, um, the ptj had we didn't sell all the tickets um in fact you know and maybe i'm a fool for sharing this but uh, i'm going to i'm going to you know share a thing that is a struggle of mine and and uh uh at the p at the ptj more than a year ago uh we had a good turnout a lot of projects a lot of buildy build and uh not a lot of video was taken um, and so – but we tried to – but enough was taken so we could make the, the low-tech laboratory movie one. Um, and so – and then we got the idea of, like, let's do that again. So this year, so a few months ago, we had the PTJ again. Um, only this time, we didn't have quite as many attendees. But we offered a, a powerful package of compensation for video. So lots of video. Um, now, uh, uh, we're, we're offering, uh, this new movie. That's the Kickstarter now is this new movie. And we've got a bunch of people coming out here in October to kind of help finish some of the projects and, uh, uh, which would, you know, help to, to put the, you know, icing on the cake for the movie. Um, it, the key is, is that what we need is a lot of people and, a lot of video, then that'll be even better. Uh, and I'm kind of hoping that the tie-in between the Kickstarter and the PTJ will will have a, its own perpetual motion machine to grow and become something larger all the time. All right, so back to what you were stating. So there's a guy here now, Jeff. Who has been helping to receive incoming boots and he's also been helping to get people situated in the bunks and, and he's the managing the separate program where people come to just, you know, rent a structure for a week or a month or whatever. And, um, and he talks a lot about let's set up like five more events each year than what we're doing now. And he wants there to be a lot of Wafati build stuff. And I um my and so I'm like, okay, I'm cool with that. Of course, you know, it takes time to market it and stuff like that and and it's like uh the, the the brutal brutal part of it is is it's kinda like hey everybody, we're gonna have an event. Who wants to come out? Two people. And it's like ooh. Hard to build an event out of two people. Hmm. Oh, Cindy, you got your hand up. Cindy, go ahead. Cindy.
3: Hi there. Um ah. I I was muted on two fronts. Um so it's it feels to me like you have um a, a couple of issues that need to be overcome for this to be a self-perpetuating activity. Uh, but before I start, I did want to say that um, regarding the things that didn't work, I looked up Edison failed 2,700 times right. before he invented the light bulb. So, you know, that's kind of what genius does is, right, you try things out that people don't think are going to work, and then sometimes they do. But the things that I think might be worth um, kind of thinking about is one is you've got you have you have a um, a need to expand your reach in an exponential way in order to generate a certain- per- you know filter a certain percentage of uh, of that reach into people who want to come out and visit or people who want to, you know, do things. Um, or even if they don't go out, people that actually take some of the ideas and start doing them themselves. So that's one thing. And then the, the second is um, right now you have a bottleneck because the, the bulk of your resources are um, doing which is which is fantastic and is generating really cool stuff, but in order to expand your reach, do you? Uh, how how do you get past that bottleneck of the of the people doing all the doing in order to draw in a larger audience for a global um, global reach?
0: Well, I, I think that is the perfect question. Because when it comes to the perpetual motion machine and $500,000, I mean, to me, the most obvious, simple bumper sticker solution is um, go out and buy $500,000 worth of advertising and then sell a million dollars worth of product and then buy another $500,000 worth of advertising and then just do that over and over again forever. So, um, however, I mean, that's, in fact, I I had a conversation with the benefactor where I kind of said, you know what, I'll go ahead and I will hire a PR person to, um, promote the fuck out of the better world book because that I think is global change. In fact, um... A couple weeks ago, I got this idea, so I, I made a post on Permies on, in the Better World book thread, and I said something like, um, I believe that if this book was read by a 100 million people, that it would solve a lot of global problems. And I think there's 200 some odd people who gave it a thumbs up, because I said, give a thumbs up on this post if you agree. And more than 200 people agreed. So, um, I I thought, oh, I'll just this is what I'll do, and so I'll hire this publicist. I I hired a publicist years ago, and that was a total turkey. So I thought this time I'll get a good publicist. And every place I looked, it, it nothing sounded any better than what I went through before. And so it just kind of all seemed like um ugh, all right. All right. So Cindy, you are right. To get to get better reach is the key. And um and it's kind of like okay, how do we go about doing that? You know, it's like we've got $500,000 at our disposal. What do we do with it? Do you have any thoughts? What
3: are you doing today
0: on TikTok? Okay. Um, all right. Uh, you, you cut out a whole lot there. Try Try me one more time, please.
3: What are you doing today on TikTok? That would be one of the things that I might toss out.
0: I am not doing anything on TikTok. And so, um, okay, I've answered your question. I, I want to go on about that, but, but uh, okay. You, I guess what you're saying is do TikTok stuff, $500,000 worth of TikTok.
3: No, I, I think that, that there's a, a strategy that would be, um, you know, experimentation to some extent to say, you know, that it's worth doing X amount in this channel and see what sorts of responses back, um, right? Uh, another channel might be pairing with somebody who is in a similar space, not exactly where you are, but in a similar space, who is doing something. Maybe they've got a roadshow. Maybe they've got something going on. And um, maybe uh, uh, being able to build synergy with whatever networking they're doing or whatever um, road show they're doing in order to, again, drive
0: uh, people to you. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to come back to that in, in a moment. It's on my list, but, but those are, you know, the developing relationships with other organizations that are similar, um, is basically what I have written down and, and what I think is, is good. And then of course you're mentioning TikTok and it's kind of like, um, if I've got yeah. $500,000, I suppose I can take $100,000 and I could uh set it up with somebody and say something along the lines of uh um hey uh person here's $100,000 you say that you're a TikTok expert and so do TikTok magic for us and make it fantastic and make it also be a perpetual motion machine and stuff like that. And they'll say, you got it. And then there are three new TikTok videos and the money's gone and it didn't produce anything. And they hold their hand out and say, I'd like another hundred thousand dollars, please. So I'm not saying that that's what will happen. I am saying that that's my concern that the, my concern is is that something like that will happen um now uh so but i I agree with the analysis which which Jay started was you know gotta gotta get that reach out there get more people here so let me let me kind of backtrack a little bit. Hi, this is Mark.
1: There are a lot of reasons to get angry these days, but I prefer to focus on the positive things that we each can do to make this world a better place. The book Building a Better World in Your Backyard, Instead of Being Angry at Bad Guys, is a great resource for just that. Instead of throwing my arms up in frustration at governments or big corporations, there's a list of ideas that we each can tackle to affect change. Information about this book and other resources can be found at
0: permies.com. Jay did you have anything else that you wanted to add that were your ideas for how to spend $500,000 meeting these criteria? Well,
1: I mean mainly just touching on that point uh so the bigger the bigger idea there was that the nice thing about services is that there's no tangible there's very little tangible upfront cost um versus your revenue, income, and then the bigger idea being to get more people actually living on the property to create reasons for the bigger vision of what I was thinking of was the idea is get more people living on the property that are helping you run that place, helping you generate more money. And so as a stepping stone to that, create in a a way for you to generate money for the people that are already living there while simultaneously increasing your income in a way that is going to generate more people living there. And so that's mm-hmm. the perpetual motion uh machine that I'm thinking of. So that was my primary yeah. idea um i i guess i have a lot of more ideas around that idea
0: so so jeff's primary push which is very similar to yours was um set up many events per year uh, a lot of which were focused on building more wafatis yeah and and like learning a lot more about wafatis and um then we take video of the builds and video of this and that and the other, all involving wafatis, and then we have a whole new movie that we can put out in the Kickstarter about wafatis and um for all of the different events, then you know there could be you know video taken and and maybe one out of six could result in some kind of product that that could you know go out and infect. Thousands or millions of brains as well as bringing income and things of that nature. And, and it's kind of like, uh, so it ties into what you're saying. And so in a way, yes, you know, because if we bring more people in here, we finish the Wafati projects and, uh, get a movie going and put the movie out, is it plausible that that will affect positive global change and be a perpetual motion machine. Katie, you got your hand up.
2: I like this Wolfotti idea. Um I had a different idea when you asked about, when you sent out the email, um that got me thinking. I would love to have a team that could come out to fly out, wherever, to where I am, to help build some of the things like Wolfotti's rocket mass heaters, stuff that I am not enough of an expert to do myself yet. Um, although I would like to be, I'm not there. And so sometimes it's just, it's easier to, to pay someone to do something. If I could just pay somebody to do this wonderful thing in, the, in a good way, a no, way I know that would be good, that has some experience, I would love that. So if you were building more wolf bodies, if you had a team, you were building up experience at and, and energy for and excitement around repeatedly building wafatis, for instance, um, and all that that might mean, you might be building up a team that then could be hired by people to fly over and help them build their thing or completely build their thing for them for money
0: i I suspect that if um so for example uh we have the uh wafati greenhouse and uh and Josiah led that build, and so I think it would be great if Josiah were just flooded with offers from people to come build stuff at their property, um, uh, my impression is, is that he has not been flooded with offers. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, uh, that would, I mean, I don't feel like I want to start a business of like global construction. I'm going to come to your property and build things. Um, I, I, that's not my, that's not my thing, but I want to encourage people. I know that when it comes to rocket mass heater stuff, that we have a thread at Permis that's rocket mass heater builders. And, um, that's been a, uh, kind of along those lines. A lot of people are like, well, I don't, I don't want to build a rocket mass heater, but I'm glad to pay somebody to come and build one here. Um, kind of a thing. And it's kind of like, you know in order for there to be builders there has to be enough desire for builders and and so i i kind of feel like that's part of what we got to get kind of got to create but okay you're saying that if we build a lot more wafatis here and document it, and then make movies, it affects global change because more people will want Wafadi's to be built, and will therefore, when they hire somebody to build their thing, they're more likely to be able to um uh, uh find somebody, and then it exists, and it gets built. Which, by the way, here's, here is here is a thing I want to embed in every pod person's head about Um, building something. It's like, well, we don't have the codes for that. And it's kind of like, you know what? If you hire an engineer to engineer the structure, the engineer can build things that are not to code. And so it's like basically an engineer signing off on it makes it be an exception to code. And so it's like for anything, whether it's a rocket mass heater or a Wafati or any of that stuff, if you're in an area loaded with codes, well, then it's just going to be paying the engineer. Now, if the Wafati is exactly like, you know, what I hope it to be when we built several of them here, then the cost of building the Wafati will be much less than building a conventional home. And so granted, you're going to pay the engineer a certain amount of money, but maybe it'll still come in less than a conventional home. Then the next thing is, is that when there are millions of them or hundreds of thousands or a lot anyway, that's when code begins to change and adopt this kind of thing. So there's, so I kind of feel like the whole argument about code gets washed away with the whole concept of if it's approved by an engineer, then it will be accepted, okay, Katie, you get your hand up again
2: That's so interesting about the engineer. I didn't realize that that's great. Um, but what I wanted to say about um before before I let it go the rest of the way um if If you had a vetted team like you know how you have to hire one in twenty i can't I can't afford to hire twenty teams before I get the one who's going to do a good job, so knowing that uh. this person has experience and that they did a good job, that they are the one in 20. That's really valuable to me. Also, you could have it be part of the, the deal that they allow you to video the experience. So even if it was just a small thing, it started out small, something not as ambitious, a little flotty somewhere far away. But um, but if that team, like they fly out, this person says, hey, I, this is my vision. This is what I want. And then they fly out or they drive over and then they start building the thing on somebody's house. And that person's like, wow, this look at this thing. Look at this process. I can do this hey, you can do this. It, it helps people see themselves in that process. Now, maybe this isn't a good fit and it's fine, but that was just part of the idea that I didn't mention, um, that I was trying to imagine it and I didn't quite get it out. <laughs> so it's something like that where it, it would help people see themselves because sometimes when you first see the permaculture, the really deeper permaculture stuff, it's so different from what you're used to that even though you like it, you can't see how to get from where you are to where it is. They so just don't bridge to that gap. And so it helps people see that, see that process and they can understand the bridge to get there a little better.
0: Which is why the greenhouse movie is so great for Josiah. Because you can, you watch him build this and you watch him go through all the steps. And, and then on top of that, you have an expert builder show up. Um, good luck hiring that guy. <laughs> and he confirms that what Josiah built is first class. So yes, there is the concern of like one in twenty, but here we've got a movie which which not only is the final product excellent, but you also have an expert confirming how excellent it is. So that's I don't know. And then So then you're saying like, you gotta have that, you gotta have that validation that, that way. And it's like, well, here we went and we did the validation part and he's not getting this, this, this parade of offers. I didn't realize he was available. I I would say that he is, he has a life that he is living that is his own rich life. But I also know that if somebody came along and said, I'm going to give you this enormous amount of money to, you know, leave your life and come and build this for me, then, you know, I suspect he would be up for it. Now, on the other hand, you might be thinking to yourself, well, I'm not willing to give you an enormous amount of money. I'll give you fair market value. Then I imagine he'll say, that's understandable, and I'm going to just stay home. And so um, – but I also know that there are people out there that have big, big bucks, and they are willing to lay it out. And it's like – uh it, you know, which kind of leads us to today's topic. But, Jay, you have your hand up. Yeah, my thought on
1: this was what if you combined all these ideas into one idea, one – money generating engine being that you say you offered something like a referral program and so you would get a small referral fee but to generate interest in that referral program you would be bringing you would be offering something like the Wafati program but that would just be one one thing that one option that was happening on your property that people would be coming out and be interested in and there might be a rocket mass heater program that was happening concurrent with that and there might be a huga culture program and the people that were living on your property would have the options to be able to become parts of the referral program by teaching on-site, by holding on-site um programs that would teach about these things. And so rather than doing like a PBJ, it would be more like, hey, we have, you know, four or five different things that are constantly happening on the property. Come out when this is interested. And these are the people that, that, that uh, teach those and they would get some small amount of money for the number of people that show up so that you would still be generating revenue for people just coming out to the property because they wanted to experience any smorgasbord of different things that are available and just kind of this ongoing calendar that's supported by the people that are living there. And so the win for the people that are living there is that it would be a a revenue-generating option for them, and they would be essentially training to be a part of this referral program so that they could make more money through something like that, and it would become another way for people to come out to your property and know that they had the potential for making a little bit of coin um, while they were, you know, building their perfect life.
0: Love it. Love it. Love it. That is an excellent idea, which doesn't work at all, but I love <sighs> the idea. I mean, the problem, you know, cause setting that up, ah, so easy. Getting people to, to buy the ticket and come out is where it doesn't, was where it falls apart. And but it's could it be?
1: go ahead oh sorry uh, what could it be something where it was uh it was it's like once we have maybe it could be a sign up situation where the people that were providing the service would only provide the service once there were enough people signed up and because it's kind of an ongoing thing it wouldn't require it wouldn't require a bunch of people to sign up in advance, like, hey, it's going to be the month of October. It's like, these are the offerings. And once we have enough people that would want to come out, then we could offer it or something that was running consistently. So it wouldn't matter whether or not people were showing up. When you have people, you have people and people get paid. When you don't have people, it's okay. You just don't run that event.
0: Oh, yeah. And, um, uh, so here's, here's the other problem that we have is, uh, hey, our buddy. Click on the thumbs up for this post if you want to be out, if you want to buy a ticket to come out to this event. Wow, there's 47 people that clicked on the thumbs up. Okay, well then we're doing it. Okay, hey instructor, how much are you willing to do? Okay, I'll pay you that much to do it, and I'll throw in a bonus for each additional person over this many, and and then we'll go sell the tickets. Okay, all right, 47 people. Wow, this is going to be great. Okay, everybody. Right, come on down. Let's, let's get that 47 people. Who's first? Okay, there's the first person. They bought a ticket. Okay, good. Who's second? Okay, don't, don't knock each other over coming to get to the second ticket. Come on down. It's, 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 <laughs> you know, we have plenty of spaces. So then we end up announcing it on the different emails, the daily-ish, the weekly-ish, the monthly-ish, um, 12 times. And we'll sell, maybe after 12 times, we'll sell three tickets. And then you're right. You are right, sir. We could say, well, we sold three. Uh, we, we sold three tickets, um, and that wasn't enough. So we'll give you your money back. How do those three people feel about being told, yeah, you got permission from your boss to take that week off to go out to Montana, and now it's not happening. Um, how do they feel about that? Do they want to even try to sign up again? Go ahead, Jay.
1: What if it was uh, focused on more on things that you're doing already? you know more promoting the things that you're doing already it's like hey we're building this and if you want to come out and check and be a part of that like show up for a couple of days you're going to learn things you're going to get get to meet the duke of permaculture you know and uh you know this is what we're doing this is things that we got going on on this property and that makes it interesting to come on out and and then see and then then have an incentive same incentive for the people living on the property it's like hey if people are showing up to your thing that you're doing and it could be anything that they're passionate about it could be sitting around a camp fire at night singing songs if that's something they want to host. It turns yeah. out to be like what are people showing up for and uh-huh. that becomes the driver like you identifying what people are interested in and what's mm-hmm. being promoted and so it's like okay here's what we're going to do we have this incentive program that you might be able to be paid to go somewhere else and do these things if you want to host those but if you just want to host things on the property that might be interesting if people are showing up for it then uh, then uh you'll get paid. You'll get paid a little bit and then that generates more interest and again, people coming out to the property. It's all service-based, so you don't have any upfront cost, and it's focused on things that you're already doing.
0: So uh, Jeff is trying to set up events exactly like that. And um, so part of it is is like, okay, let's suppose. So for example, the October event that's in the last week of October, uh, we're going to be having a lot of the PTJ instructors back to help finish up some of the projects that were start that weren't finished during the during the PTJ and uh <clears throat> then of course, there's the boots in the boot camp. I'm not sure how many boots will be in the boot camp at that point in time. Will it be twelve or will it be two um i'm I'm not I can't say for sure now uh i think I think right now there are three people in the boot camp, and so it's like, how do we get more people in the boot camp? That's a whole other story for another day, but um uh. Um I think that that, that is a good model. And, and that's what Jeff is going to, to try to do. And then his thing is, is that yeah, like you mentioned at the beginning, he'll make some income from it. He will, um, uh, try to rent out some, some structures because, uh, that's not a time of the year that you really want to tent it. <laughs> You're going to have to have some steel, some thick blood to tent it at the end of October. But, uh, so he's going to rent out some structures. And so we've got some people coming out. And so Jay, I'm going to do a very mean and awkward thing to you. So, so steal yourself. (laughs) Hey, hey Jay, uh, you coming out here in October?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am not coming out in October. But I don't know what your all your offerings are. I mean, coming back to this point would be, I think the more offerings you can have on the property, the more draw there's going to be for diverse people. And so if you put it out to the boots and say, hey, this is an opportunity to earn some coin, you know, would you be able to commit? Would you be willing? And and ask them, like, what are things that you're passionate about and that you would want to share because you're excited about it anyway? So it's not, again, obligation is poison. So what is something that you would be excited to share as your passion? And if people show up, then, you you can make some coin and it's no big deal if people don't show up, but you're excited about this anyway. So if they do, you're going to show up and teach it and start seeing what the interest is for people coming out.
0: So here's the bottom line from what you just said, which is almost exactly the same as the whole TikTok thing is it's, is it what's holding it back isn't money. What's holding it back is me personally facilitating things, and me figuring out how to do the marketing. And then it's like, and and I think that this is where, I don't know, thousands of people have made this error. Basically, it goes like this. I, Paul, if I'm going to add a new project to my plate, I have to cancel something else because I'm already working too many hours every week. And so it's kind of like there's there's no way. So basically, what will be sacrificed? Will we not do a Kickstarter? Now, here's the next mistake that people make. Well, there's other people there, right? Why don't you just make the boots do it or make the ants do it or make the residents do it? And it's like they're human beings. They have other motivations for their life and their world. Now, granted, if there was enough coin on the table, I think some of them could be persuaded. But um, generally, there is not enough coin on the table because it's kind of like in order to fill the October event, those tickets are being sold for 200 bucks a pop. And even though they've had a lot of marketing – um, I think that when it, when the event is all done, we will have had two people buy those tickets. And a $400 budget doesn't go very far. Um, and so, all right. As is, I've already agreed to pay for the food for everybody to be here and uh, to help finish things out. And then, of course, by then the Kickstarter will be done. Hopefully the Kickstarter did well. So far, the Kickstarter is not off to a strong start. It is not performing as well as the last Kickstarter, which makes me nervous as hell. Um, Partly because we just got this new well in and the expense of it was tremendous. And so I went into debt in order to get the well put in. And now I'm hoping to pay that debt back with the income from the next Kickstarter. So it's like a lot of that is already spent. Okay, Jay, you got your hand up again. So I have the same issue in being the bottleneck in my own
1: organization, so I definitely understand exactly what you're saying. So what if you um would it be an option to make the boots some of the boots time instead of uh building like one of these requirements as as one option? And um another option would be like thinking about simply, simple simple ways to set this up would be uh, like a calendar or something where people could put their things on the calendar, You know, like like setting it up where it's something that doesn't take a lot of your time. It's a one-time investment of energy that might be two or three hours so that you could set up a system that would be able to run fairly autonomously. But, of course, there's always the things you don't expect, people asking questions, stuff like that. But I think you could set it up in such a way where it's like, hey, this is it. You sign up on here. People have access to that calendar. They can see what's going on, um, understand that there's no guarantees, but this is what we're doing. We're building this community vibe of this rich environment with things to learn, things to grow from, things that are happening. And we've got the boots that are providing these opportunities that have said they're interested in teaching these. And so if you come out, you know, the odds are very high that they're going to show up and actually teach it. And so it's just um, creating a culture of more growth, growth and interact, uh, interaction that's happening on the property such that I guess even if it only pulled off like 10 or 20%, it would still drive more interest, and the cost to you is zero.
0: Okay. So a few years ago, we did exactly this thing that you're talking about. We set up 12 events all in a row. People could take uh, a, a two-day event or a five-day event, or they could combine them all up and then make uh, a two-week event or whatever. I think we had five weeks of events and it's like um, uh, the amount of time it took, and there were other people that set it up, it took me more time to help them get it set up than if I just set it up myself. Hmm. And in the end, out of those 12 events, we had three people. And, and these three people who attended – uh they never saw each other because the blocks of time that they each signed up for were different from each other. They each had a different interest. So um we did our best. So basically, but we had enough people in the boot camp that we could kind of do that anyway. We kind of carried these people each time to kind of make it be something more, but it's kind of like, uh, these events were, the ticket price was like, I think, uh, for a weekend, it may have been like less than $200. And for a five day thing, I think it may have been $300. And so I think we probably cleared, uh, something on the order of, uh, uh, $600 gross. I think that one of those people I had to pay by the hour that more than took away all that money. Uh, and so, Here's, here's the important thing, Jay. I think your idea is a rock solid, beautiful, awesome and excellent idea. It is, I think it's, it's, it's a really smart and good strategy and hasn't been working out as we'd hoped. Now I've got a mailing list of 112,000 people and you would think that out of 112,000 people i would be able to get five people to come out for this october event and uh and as i said i think we've sold one ticket and i'm not even sure if we've sold one i'd have to look at stuff to find out and be sure but uh the the, the key is is that and i think this is this is what this podcast is really 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 about is Spending the money is a lot harder than you would think. And and I wanted to convey that in this podcast. And it's like, so if we had $500,000 to go and spend, of course, you know, I don't think we put all $500,000 on like come to the $200 event this October. (laughs) But yes, you're right. Have, have a long, rich thing. I used to always think like, oh, hire an MBA An MBA will make it rain. An MBA will make it all. And, and now I kind of think like I'll have to hire 20 MBAs. And, and it's like, even, even if I found the one, then it's like the one could just say, thanks Paul. Now that I've worked with you for a year, My resume is so rich I can go get paid double working for this other person. Damn it. And so Mm -hmm. all right. Let me let me just do this really quick. So so uh Cindy has put her hand up and then I see Jay that you still have your hand up. So it's like let's let's give Cindy a chance and then we'll come back to you. Cindy, what do you got?
3: Well, I guess from from listening to all of this, um I think that the the question in my mind is there are so many people who are concerned about the environment. There are so many people who are um, looking for ways to incorporate living better and, you know, having less of an impact, a negative impact. How is it that you, I guess the direction I'm going is, how is it that you tap into those people and 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 get their enthusiasm to start kind of a feedback loop so that you can, you know, use them to help accomplish this goal of global reach that you're looking for.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's my question too. <laughs> Has anybody on this call got an answer to that question? I know I don't. And I think about that question all day every day for the last 20 years and so it's like i'm i'm all ears anybody got an answer to that question anybody oh yeah. yeah
1: do it Let's, oh. i mean i, I hey. think this i think this piggybacks on that beautifully and the difference between what i'm suggesting here and what you've already done is rather than host events create a culture You know, so you're creating, you're operating a working permaculture farm, and that's something that you can market beyond people that are just interested in permaculture. If you create a culture around what that looks like, that's interesting to the general public. Okay. And so that's what I was thinking. Is I'm sorry.
0: I I need to. I need to enter. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but you said a thing, and I I just need to unravel it really quick, and then let's go back to what you were saying. There's no, there is no permaculture farm here. There are permaculture gardens, and, and the reason why I've got to be a dick about it is because the moment it gets said, and I was on the call, and I heard it, and I didn't object, then next thing you know, I'm being held up to some weird standard and failing because, you know what's my crop how much money did i make with right. selling my crop and and stuff like that and it's like i don't want a farm i never want a farm here no farm none i think i think homestead is fair but i like permaculture gardens and in fact i think a uh, permaculture farm might actually be an oxymoron but um Now I'm so sorry, Jay, for interrupting you, but I just want—I've got to be—I've got to be a dick about that phrase when it's applied to me, otherwise psychosis comes out. Totally get it.
1: Yeah, no, I've listened to all your podcasts, so I know your feelings about Permaculture Farm, so I stand corrected. So Permaculture Laboratory, Permaculture Homestead, but again, this the idea still stands. Like, you've held – the the thing about an event is it's a huge investment of time and energy. It has huge expectations on what it's going to be. It has a start time and an end time, and it's like multi-hour kind of thing, which also requires a different kind of investment from a different kind of person. They're coming to an event. Versus, I'm coming to a homestead because I'm interested in permaculture, and you know I can walk around the property, and we got these different things that are going on. And by the way, we have these people that are boots that are here, and you know if we have more than three or four people, we host this such and such event. Like we just have these things that we offer. They're just kind of fun things to do. And if you come out in the holidays, we do this half-ass holiday thing, which is fun to do. And here's a bunch of other fun things to do that are hosted by people that are on the property because they like to do these things anyway. So it's not really work for them, but hey, if people start showing interest to the in this and they start showing up to it, then you know, they get a little bit of coin for that and you can see that it's actually, again, driving people to your property, exposing more people to what it is that you're doing and building that boot camp, building, you know, more interest in what it is that you're doing and catering to a much larger audience than you are right now.
0: I'm I am so glad we're having this conversation. Because I, I need to say that, and you say been there, done that. And, and it's like, um, I think when you're at the earliest phases of trying to do some of this stuff, that, that these are the answers that you get. And they are good answers. They are good. I think that if you are, are closer to a town than we are, and it's a bigger town than Missoula, you're going to get better results. Mm. Um, but okay. So here I am and, um, and, and I gotta say, years ago, like, I don't know, eight years ago, uh, we were, we had a weekend build for a rocket mass heater and it was a Cobb style rocket mass heater. It's the rocket mass heater that's in the movies, um, that is inside of the Wafati that, that we call Cooper Cabin. And, um, at this event, not only was it run by Ernie and Erica, who are Absolutely magnificent. But Tim Barker was there also. And I think Peter Vandenberg was also there. And, uh, and special guest star, Willie fucking Smiths. Oh man. What, what an amazing, amazing guy. So then, so this is a weekend build. So on Friday night is fire science. And on Saturday morning, is like, okay, let's design this rocket mass heater for this space. And at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning, let's start the build. And on Sunday afternoon, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, let's start the very first fire. So I'm thinking I have a rock star event. And I sold a fair number of tickets. I had like, I don't know, 12 people there. Not super huge, but not bad. Especially considering the number of megastars that were there. Okay. Here's what I observed. Is people being bored out of their fucking mind. You stomp Cobb for about seven minutes and you're like, you're like, that's all the Cobb I want to stomp for the rest of my life. And it's like, you'd think you'd keep going. There's stuff to be done. There's things that we need. And it's like, but people, there were a bunch of people sitting outside, like, just bored and visiting with other people. And it's like, well, there's lots of work to be done. There's lots of stuff that we're building here. There's lots going on. And these people are magnificent. There's so much... And it's like they were talking about things that had nothing to do with permaculture. Hey, have you seen that show Firefly? It's really good. <laughs> and it's like so they're they're talking about interesting stuff that has nothing to do with these superstars that are here or the the project that's happening right now. So when you watch the video, it looks like everybody's very involved, but for every person you see in the video who's sitting there getting stuff done and asking really good questions, there's like two people sitting over there bored. A third of the people attending left before the first fire was lit. Like, uh, ah, I think I learned all I wanted to learn from this event. I'm out of here. This is why... I created the Rocket Mass Heater Jamboree. There will be five builds happening simultaneously. Now you hold the interest of the people that are there. Now, I think it's logical and reasonable to think the very thoughts that you're thinking, like, I would have found that to be very fascinating. I would have loved to have visited with Willie Smiths. I would have loved to have participated in this build elbow to elbow with Ernie Wisner. That would be a dream come true. And yet not everybody is wired the same way. I think that the people that got bored probably never listened to this podcast. And so this is part of where I kind of thought when the time comes that we have an event we'll sell out in 24 hours because all the pod people will want to come out to the event. So, um all I'm saying is is that I'm I'm okay, the we've we're deviating a lot from the purpose of this of this podcast. And and you know what? Actually, I'm committing a great crime here. I asked a, a straight up question, what would you spend the money on? You answered it and I feel like I'm Going at your idea with a, with a hatchet and it's like that is very inappropriate of me. I am so sorry. I want to hear from each of you about, um, your ideas and I'm shooting them down just as fast as you come up with them. I, that is wrong of me. I'm sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. I, I dig sorry. it. I don't, I think it's
1: fantastic. <laughs> okay. I appreciate your, your reasons. Yeah. I'll keep discussing it if you're interested because I think there's an answer to all these things, but we can also move on.
0: Well, and, and I've come up with answers. Like I said, the PTJ is, is one with, with, um, five simultaneous builds, although we've gotten it up to be more like eight or nine simultaneous builds. Which people have found to be very engaging, and they don't leave early. You know, they're they're like sticking around. They find it stimulating. Um, all right, Amy, you got your hand up. You have to unmute your microphone. <laughs> Maybe while Amy's like, okay, Jay. Sure how it's done. How, um, right. <laughs> yeah, there you
1: go. Oh, she's back. There we go. I'll go back on mute.
0: Okay. Amy. Okay. Am I audible? Yeah, I can hear you, Amy. Go ahead. Perfect.
4: Um, I keep thinking about a couple different things. One is they ask a bank robber why does he rob banks, and he says because that's where the money is. And what strikes me is if you want these people who are interested in what a like-minded vision that you have, it would be to go where the people are, the things. And I know you've been to a bunch of different events, but I'm thinking like the Back to the Land event, um, the Midwest Preparedness Project, um, Kentucky Sustainable Living, people who are interested in cultivating this life um, and doing a mini body mock-up for the event, something small. And you say you want more information, you want a better feel for it. Come to the event that we're having in X number of months.
0: I think you're very right. And um, uh,
4: the other thing is, you give the people what they want. If you have to figure out what your what their pivot point is or where they want to be, and help them get there. And if your pivot point is Wafati's and their pivot point is a root cellar, there might be some room for movement and some room for talking and, you know, just different things to be flexible with in design so that everybody gets what they want and you are being a good steward for your funds.
0: I I think that that's accurate also.
4: If going on if going on multiple events is not appealing to you, I can oh, no. completely get that.
0: Not only um, because- is it appealing to me, but I have paid six people by the hour to arrange those things because it takes time to make those arrangements. Mm-hmm. And so in fact a week from now I'm going to be speaking in the in uh, northern Idaho and I'll I'll be presenting up there. And uh uh however I also went to speak in Utah a few months ago and, uh, uh, it's, it's a, like I gotta tell you, it's an eight hour drive <laughs> and, uh, they were going to pay me for my fuel and, um, and they put me up in a hotel and, uh, and they were going to pay me like, I don't know, like 500 bucks to be there and speak. And they had a big stage and everything <laughs> like that. Um, not only. Was it like they were very unorganized? And I'm okay with that. I'll roll with it as best I can. But they never paid me. They never reimbursed me for my fuel. Um And on top of that, they put me up in a very nice hotel, which the hotel needed my credit card for incidentals. And incidentally, that guy didn't pay for it. So incidentally, I paid a $1,000 to be there. And, and it's like, uh, because it was a nice room. <laughs> so it's like, uh, so, but no, I've been doing this. I have been banned from speaking at the Missoula Public Library again. Uh, although, <laughs> and I talked about that, um, yeah. in a podcast, but, but it's like, I love the Missoula Public Library and I don't hold it against them. I, I, and I've got a lot to say about that, but I think I've already put that into a podcast. Um, but I've tried to find other venues. These people that I've paid, they've tried to find other venues. I know that there was an event a couple of months ago in Spokane, and they opted to not talk to me about coming out and speaking because it's a family-friendly event. Yeah. <laughs> and I am not family-friendly. And it's like, that is a fair point. I am an adult. <laughs> 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 and so um I have been going because I think you're right. I think you're right. And I need to get out there more. It is risky um, because I might not get paid. And like the thing in Utah, that was four days, two days of driving and two days of being there. And it's like, uh, so it took a giant chunk out of my life and I did not get the results that I want.
4: However, I think I would be asking a clarifying question to the person who originally offered to recompensate you for your time and your money.
0: Oh, and I have paid people to try to have that conversation, but we've been thoroughly ghosted. Wow. And so, yeah, it, and it happens. There's, that's just gonna happen. But, uh, um. All right, here's where I'm at. In order to do the PTJ, I have to commit to paying these people to come out and teach. And they won't come out to teach if it's just a bunch of maybe sauce because they might end up not getting paid even though they're coming out. Or, you know, they would want to be alerted ahead of time and then cancel the event, but some people might buy tickets last minute. So basically, I have to take all the risk – and say you will be paid. And um and so here's your bill and whether we have a, enough students or enough attendees or not you're going to get paid. So I have to take that risk. But setting all of that aside the the, the key is is that you know we started off this whole conversation with um uh what if I received $500,000 and I think I think that the thing that you guys are learning is is that it's not as easy as you might think. (laughs) Sure, it's easy to spend money, but to get it to come back is what's hard. This podcast is continued in part two. In a world on the brink of social collapse, one website stands above the rest to fight back the zombie horde of corporate trolls permies.com take back control of your destiny and protect your loved ones from the toxic git coming
1: at you from all directions strap on your overalls and start building that bunker of abundance with the good vibes and friendly helpful insight found at permies.com